Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you. And welcome back to the Real Life Podcast with Anthony Waters and Jamie Couch. We're sitting here on a beautiful snowy morning looking outside and surrounded today by our friends from Somerset Sober Living. We thank God for them as we continue our conversation with them as we tie in for where we were at last week. Excited about what this day holds for the next 20 minutes or so and I just thank God for that. What do you think, Jamie? And it's good to be back this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed last week's podcast. If you didn't get to tune in, uh, please go back and listen in and, and uh, find out about what Somerset Sober Living is, uh, how it got started. And today we're going to learn a more, a little bit more about uh, the day-to-day operations, What uh, uh, kind of the what. We heard the why and the how. Uh, and, and now today, you know, we'll talk about the what, uh, so, some of the day-to-day operations, and then a little more of the backstory. Because at the end of the conversation last week, we, uh, well, earlier today, but for you, it's last week. Uh, uh, we talked about um, a little bit of the uncomfortable nature of this mission you guys are on, and so um, uh, what, what what I want to talk about is, you know, on in the conversation is. The question of how how are you navigating? You're still on the journey, right? and and so how are you navigating being living uncomfortable? <laughs> because there's so many out there that listen in, and and God is calling them to something that they don't think they can do that's bigger than them. And guys, if you've got a vision, if you're listening, you've got a vision. If the vision is not bigger than you and bigger than your bank account and bigger than your abilities, then guess what? Your your vision is not big enough. I challenge you to let God dream for you. If David was dreaming to be a shepherd and God said, no, 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 let me dream for you, you're going to be a king. And so in that moment, guys, uh, uh, because I'm intrigued by by men and and women of of the Lord that, that, that press through the discomfort onto mission and lean on the arm of God to get them through. So I want to hear more about that, too. Uh, today, so uh, uh, we'll we'll kick off the first question. So tell me a little bit about the day to day. So so the backstory, guys. Uh, uh, when folks get out of recovery, this is the bridge where they can continue to be disciple and get on their feet on on what 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 life is right outside of uh, outside of the shelter of a of a structured recovery program outside the shelter of whatever else they've been into and into some some workflow uh, or, or, or life flow for lack of better words so um tell us a little bit about how uh that that day-to-day operations of the home would work sure so i'll uh, i'll start kind of um, give you a little detail um you know when we started this like so we, we've never uh we didn't know what recovery residence was supposed to how it was supposed to run what it was supposed to do so you know of course what do you do you go to google right so we went to google and uh, the national association for recovery residences is a um, organization that has it's basically like a, a national oversight saying here's best practices so it's okay it's a good place to start and they have guidelines for what do you do 
-hmm. And then we knew, obviously, being a Christ-centered organization, principles from Proverbs, you know, really were were huge to help figure out, you know, what are we going to ask these guys to do uh, and how are we going to help basically uh, um, provide, give them guidance. So uh, residents, when we come in, we tell them, you know, we're going to expect you to work. So there's 31 hours of employment is the the minimum expectation. Uh, You're going to be responsible to keep up the home, right? So there's household chores, there's expectations with that. Uh, They have to make at least three meetings a week. Uh, Two of those meetings can be AA and a celebrate recovery, something like that. Also, uh, we have the other meeting that's required is is what we do, our curriculum, which is called Genesis Process. And Genesis Process is a, uh, it's basically a missionary. He started it about 20, 25 years ago. And it's a combination of uh, neurocognitive development principles using those uh, and then biblical standards and biblical principles it marries the two of those up yeah. and uh, so we we meet and uh, and it's uh, board members we do that Genesis process with the guys right because you know it's these are these are all heart issues you know addiction is a heart issue yeah. and um, and so we all have issues right you know we're not we're not perfect we're, we're Christians um, but we're sinners and, and we're still learning and, and, and God is showing us things so it's good for us to be there with them and say hey we're doing this process with you guys you know and suddenly it's we're not separating out hey your sin is different from my sin is you know um, society might look on it differently right. but what does that matter <laughs> it doesn't yeah um, so yeah and then the um, uh, and what other I'm missing some other no, I think uh, you mentioned board members. That's a good point, too. I think uh, we are made up of 11 board members and from all different walks of life. We've got uh, police. Uh, we've got uh, pastors on there. We've got uh, ladies that are involved in other recovery organizations on there. And uh, just a huge background of people from different places that make up this board that have a heart to really put behind these guys. Uh, got they offer a lot of uh, experience, I believe, and and it's neat even with the board how God's brought all those people together to be a part of this organization. Uh, we do our due diligence on the interview process because we truly do want people that want it. We want people that are looking for a change in their life, and we respect the people that we already have in the home enough to. We just don't want to put anybody in there. We want people that uh, uh, really are looking for a, a change in life and something different. So, and it's uh, it's rewarding to come alongside these guys and see as they grow in Christ and and uh, transform their lives and where they develop. We have a Bible study on every Saturday morning, and I walk away from that every week just renewed and fresh and just excited to see even for myself but like what God's done in these guys lives throughout the week and they uh, you know typically sometimes it's hard to get people to talk in a group setting and these guys just jump in they just open up and share and they grow and they talk about what scripture means to them and what God's uh, revealed to them in that and it's like walking away from church service on Saturday morning. I mean, we all just it love it. it. We love it so much. Uh, I'm just really proud of the, the guys. I'm just proud of of the work that they put into it and the effort that they put into it. Because, you know, for us, we give up a lot, too, to be a part of it. And 
And for us, that shows how much it's worth it to us. You know, we're just thankful for the guys, really. They're, it is. It's a family. We, we really do love these guys. You know, I want to – sorry. I, I, no, you're fine. I felt like I want to bring up because you mentioned day-to-day operations, and I really got to, you know, tell my dad, uh, David Hardy. He's the uh, executive director. He's also the house manager. And, uh, I mean, if you take data and operations – and my dad is, is the guy that uh, he gets it done. He really does. Yes, and he, he, does. he will drop anything to go. Uh, he'll, he'll talk. I mean, he, someone's texting him at 11 o'clock at night uh, about a pretty minor issue. And, you know, he's trying to help him. You know, hey, this is probably something you should worry about tomorrow. This is not something to do tonight. <laughs> but um, but he, he will not hesitate to, um, to go to the house, to meet with the guys. Um, He's the person that does, uh, we do the regular drug screening for uh, each week, and um, he, he does all that, uh, paperwork-wise, all the thing, all the stuff that's, um, a lot gets put on his plate, it really does, and um, he did not expect that he was going to be in this position. Actually, he had just moved to Somerset probably about two years ago, and uh, uh, and the person that was going to be um, taking that position just kind of stepped out of the picture about a week before we were getting ready to launch. Everything was in place. We were all getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. And we thought, what are we going to do? I yeah. mean, it was just, uh, it was a little bit of a heart in your throat kind of moment. And my dad just stepped up and was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm retired. I can, I can do this. I can do that. And I'm just, are you sure? Is this really what you want to do? Are you? And he was, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And um, he has such a heart for these guys, a love yeah. for them. And um, I mean, it is just like one one of their one of his kids. I mean, he would he would put anything down to, to help these guys out. So anyway, I just want to say thank you uh, to my dad so much for, for how he's worked in this and and all the sacrifices that he makes to, to do this. Yeah, we we all love him and we do. I mean, I give him the plug. He's we couldn't do this without him. I mean, he's the 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 forefront hands and feet of this whole thing, and he does. He loves these guys and spends so much time with them and. It's it's not just like a job for him. It's 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 a it's he's so much more than that. The way he's involved with these guys, they really look to him for so much. You know, when we get a new resident that comes in, David will take them. He'll he'll drive around all day, help them find a job, take them to get an interview. Um, he just puts so much um, effort, love, servanthood. Uh, into it and I, I just want to say I appreciate him and love him for what he does and like he's like Sean and Jonathan both said it this couldn't happen without him so mm-hmm. God put him there when Somerset Sober Living needed him and just been a blessing to have that and, uh, mm-hmm. and to touch on what Jonathan was talking about too you know on the residents uh, it is you know it does cost to live in our home it costs them yeah, they pay $120 a week to live there and um uh, they have to help provide a hundred twenty dollar deposit within a month of after being there. So that's part of their requirements as well. So yeah, and then uh, and you know, we tell the residents, you know, if we have expectations of you, you should have expectations of us. So you know, we provide a vehicle. We've got um, for each residence, uh, we have it insured. We take care of that. They're gonna have to take care of fuel costs and things like that. And, but we take care of the maintenance, the upkeep, and. Um, and then the home environment, taking care of that kind of thing as well. We, we handle all those, uh, but we let them know. It's like we have expectations as well. It's not. It's this is a two-way street, uh, and so we let them know it's, it's reciprocal. Uh, but we are firm on you know there are expectations, and, and sometimes 
you know, they're like, well, I don't think that's fair. And they're like, well, it's spelled out. It's, it's in black and white. Here you go. And, uh, but that's, that's great. And, you know, sometimes it, it, I like it when we, we encounter those situations where, you know, there is a little tension. You know, it's relationship. It's going to get a little messy sometimes. And you just go and you sit down and you talk with them. These guys aren't always used to talking about things and saying, you know, well, how, how does this make you feel? What is this like? You know, and then, and even knowing, you know, hey, this is a trigger for you or whatever, what might be the case. And, and then we can, you know, mention that and say, okay, well, you know, how, how are you going to handle this? What are you going to do? And um, so yeah, there's all, it's always a learning opportunity. Yeah, I think you said we've all learned a lot in a year's time, jumping into something that we didn't have any kind of background in. And uh, I think uh, the house meeting we have once a week really provides a good platform. David leads that, and all the guys have opportunity to kind of discuss anything that they've experienced through the week, any kind of issue, any kind of thing that he can help with or we can help with. Uh, they look at the house and make sure it's clean. They do drug tests, and uh, it's just it just gives them a platform to kind of discuss and openly kind of what's going on in the house. And we've also here in the at the last board meeting, we brought two individuals, one from each house, to join us at the board. So they, you know, we've learned to get more of their involvement and and get more buy-in from them that way. And then that way they can have a voice too to kind of. You know, we respect these guys. We want their opinion. We want to, to love them and let them know that we, we're here for them. And it's as much about them as it is us. So, You know, uh, we're getting ready to see three of our residents uh, leave. On a good note, though, um, uh, one of them's got a job um, as a assistant football coach in, in the school system. Um, a couple others are working in recovery so you know to, it's bittersweet but it's also that's what this is about so mm-hmm. we hate to see these guys leave because we've developed those relationships with them but at the end of the day if they're going out and still doing what God's led them to do and bettering themselves that's that's exactly what this is about to so you know, seeing these guys leave is bittersweet, and it's it's hard because, like you said, it's relationships that we've built, and uh, but those relationships are always there too. So, yeah. and and even the guys in the house, it's still there. They can stay there for up to two years. Mm-hmm. So, and we've got a great group of uh, guys in the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I think something neat too is like even we had a few people that have left in the past, and we still have relationships with them. They still call and, and text and chat back and forth, and uh, it's really unique to think that you know that people are graduating, moving on in different places in their life, and we're still involved with that. You know, they still have that relationship and respect enough to still reach out to us. And you know, I just love it. I just love what God's done with these guys and, and the places He's put us in, in the middle of it. So yeah, one of the guys that just left too. He's getting ready to go work in uh, recovery too. So yeah. I think he's been clean for, is it almost a year? I don't know. It's close to it. Yeah, it's real so. close. Yeah. How amazing. I, I tell you, as you were talking about David, I remember the first time I met him and uh, I was introduced to him. All the guys in the house said he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> he's kind of a big deal. He is. And if you ever talk to him and you see his interaction with them, 
he's a really big deal. Yeah. And I, I think back about this this same group, we were able to bring this same group over to Journey Community in Monticello. And then the guys got up and shared their testimony. And if you looked at the folks that were in the audience that day, the, the, talking about you guys, you guys were invested in their lives. And as they would testify, you guys were crying. You were rejoicing with them. And I remember looking at Jamie and saying, man, that's, that's rich. Look at that. Because it is, and I mean, you think about the Bible studies, I think back about those, what Jonathan was talking about, and Sean, my goodness, when you leave out of there, it's almost like you're in a mini revival every week. It's amazing how you feel whenever you get out of there, and everybody's so open, and I I love sitting there and listening to them, and they'll talk, you know, as I was studying the Word this week, I learned this, and I saw that, and then you'll see them, I, I love this part of it, they always go to David. And they say, man, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And he's got such, man, there's just something special about him. Yeah. Oh, oh, I wish you'd have been. I wish you could have been here today. Yeah. There's too. something special about him. He can, he can. If you hear him break down the scripture to him, and as he talks to him, and as he relates to him, man, it's. And I've even heard him say it. These are my sons. Mm-hmm. And I, how awesome is that? Yeah. But it's special, guys. It's special. Yeah. So yeah, um, um, just here into the the day to day accountability and structure that you're placing in lives, and so uh, you know diff- we've all come from different backgrounds, and so, so some of the folks that that come into um, Somerset Sober Living probably have have not not had the opportunity to have that that kind of structure demonstrated to them, and some probably have, but. Uh, but I think that is that is imperative to discipleship, and and so if you think about uh, the accountability the factor of discipleship, where Jesus, um, as he took twelve really rough around the edges guys um, that uh, were very different in many many ways. I mean, Simon the Zealot was a terrorist, and and, and Peter, I mean, literally they would burn your house down if you didn't believe like him. Was a zealot. And then you had Peter, which was a hothead, and these two guys were like the antithesis of each other. They were opposites, and how that Jesus brought them together and and um, created this this environment where he illuminated the gifts in each one of them and used them all together, sent them out together. But but I love what you're doing because you're, you're not just recovery. You're not just sober. You're living. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the name of, of what you guys have come up with here. And, and maybe it was intentional, maybe not. But Somerset, sober, living. Yeah. So Jesus said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. And so as I think about that discipleship, what we're doing here is you're creating stability and you're creating structure, safety. But you're also creating a little bit of accountability to where, guys, uh, you're going to have to work. Yeah, You're going to have mm-hmm. to go out, and we're going to help you find a job. We're going to help you do a resume. We're going to drive you. We're going to give you transportation. We're giving you the, the, the hand you need. And mm-hmm. But then the, the neat thing is, is seeing you talked about these three guys, Gordon, that, are, that are, are moving out and the bittersweetness of that. So my mind goes to, man, that's so cool because, because you know, one's going to be a football coach. Yeah, you know, and he's going to be investing in kids' lives that mm-hmm. are going to go through the same temptations that he fell into, mm-hmm. and he's going to be investing in their mm-hmm. lives, and then and then we get to see. You'll never know the investment, mm-hmm. the multiplication right. of that. You throw a rock in a pond, the ripple effect, right? Yeah. You'll never know how many thousands of young men 
that he'll get to invest in over the years. Yeah. And I mean, that's just that just gives you chills thinking about that. Just a small gesture mm-hmm. of of hope uh, it can go such a long way. And then you got the other guys; they're going to go to recovery centers and do the same daggone thing yeah. over and over and mm-hmm. over and reach many people's lives. And 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 then then they will. And that's discipleship. Discipleship to me. It's not sitting on a pew and, and paying your tithes. It is being able to have conversations with people about God mm. and leading them through the Word of God. And so the beauty of that is these guys can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting there on Saturday mornings when I get to go over with you guys and, and join in. And, and these guys, they're they're able and because because <clears throat> what Jesus did. Sorry, I'm taking a lot of time here. And we're right at our 20-minute threshold. So, but... The Jesus model of discipleship, the first thing is watch me. Mm-hmm. Watch me. Right. And, and then listen to me. And then watch me again. And then he said, okay, then let's do it together. Let's do it together. And then he said, you do it. Mm-hmm. And then after they did it, they came back and he gave them feedback. That was the whole cycle of yeah. that discipleship. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, thinking about that here, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're modeling it. And then you're letting, then you're doing it together when you're in the car ride, when, 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 when he's in the car, and he's driving them around to the job, you know, then you're doing it together mm-hmm. and then you're saying, okay, now you go do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think that's something you definitely see in these guys when they start getting on the right track and start changing and stuff. They, uh, they want to invest back in other people's lives. That's a big thing. I've seen through uh, a lot of these guys, that's their focus. They want to give back in the community and give back to other people and they want they really have a heart for people that have been led down this path that they've went down and they want their lives changed too so it, it is a ripple effect and and you know like you said there'll be a lot of things that happen in in this life that we never see the outcomes of but we know there's going to be outcomes from the stuff that's going on here so. and, it, and it matters so much that that they are the ones that go and yeah. reach others because I could I could go meet somebody and say maybe an identical thing to what they would say, but they have a different circle. Yeah. They have a different bond, a different trust, and uh, they're going to reach people that I would never have a chance to. Yeah. And, and it's it's amazing mm-hmm. how 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 it works like that. And um, so that's why you know it very much matters for every believer yeah. to be out there and to be walking with the Lord daily because you're going to meet somebody. And only you are going to have the impact in that person's life. You know, I mean, it's no coincidence that um, that God rewards obedience in, in each person's life, and, and it's no coincidence that um, that you're going to be encountering the person that you see today. You know, mm-hmm. God has something for you with that interaction that mm-hmm. I couldn't do, or Gordon or Sean couldn't do either. So um, that's why we really mentioned that these guys, you're reaching people, and they see it. They've already. You know, I had Jr. come and he said the same thing. He said, "Cause you couldn't have, you couldn't have done that." He said, "Cause I just, you know, they saw my life and they saw I was changed, and they came to me and said, what, what's different? How are you different? This is you are not the same person.' <laughs> it's amazing. You know, I just want to go back. We were talking when we started about being uncomfortable, and and in Psalm sixty-one, it's uh, verse two. It says, "From the ends of the earth, I call." To you, I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You know, when when I think about this whole journey, is like you know, when 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 we have struggles or things aren't going our way or or there are maybe problems here or there. You know, when our hearts faint, 
you know, just look to Jesus and he'll continue to guide us through anything that we face through the Somerset Sober Living or our lives in general. Mm-hmm. And just being uncomfortable is a good thing. And, you know, going through 2020, looking at where we where, where it started and where it's been, it's been a blessing to be a part of yeah. a part of this and seeing these guys just mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as I was sitting here, I was thinking, <clears throat> and I know we're coming to an end, but, you know, I was thinking, you know, we weren't called to sit. We were called to be sent. Yes. And those who God sends, he equips. And if you think about this group, the Somerset Sober Living, not all of you had the one ability to be able to do it, but God equipped each one to fit into this beautiful puzzle, to tie it together, to be able to accomplish kingdom work. Amen. That's awesome. (laughs) It's it's a tapestry, and teamwork makes the dream work, and and Jesus Jesus demonstrated that for all of us with the 12 disciples. So. Uh, sometimes I'm Peter and sometimes I'm Simon. Um, I'm, I'm never Jesus. I just need him with me. Amen. So, uh, but guys, this has been great, uh, very rich conversation. And I will tell the listeners here, um, if you want to listen in, I'm going to share the website and the show notes. But uh, uh, can you share the website with us real quick? Sure. It's uh, somersetsoberliving.org. Okay, somersetsoberliving.org. If you'd like to be a part, uh, whether financially or, or prayerfully or whatever that is, guys, these guys will appreciate your partnership and prayers. Yes, uh, yes. And uh, so as we as we press into 2021, uh, who knows what God has in store for Somerset Sober Living, and I'm excited to see uh, where God takes it and what he does with it. Amen. Appreciate your time. And uh, it, it, until next time, uh, you real-life folks out there, uh, keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.